You'll never guess which player within the Central Division has been linked to the Minnesota Wild. Could a trade happen? We'll discuss on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Whether this is your first listen to the show, we're glad to have you along and hope that you stick with us through the rest of the offseason into next season as well. If you are one of the everydayers that tunes in each and every day of the week, we're glad to have you back. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at the trade waters through the Central Division. We'll talk about some reports suggesting that Pierre-Luc Dubois is ready to move on from the Winnipeg Jets and a team that has been linked potentially to his services. We'll also take a look at the Brock Besser situation to see if that is even still a priority for the Minnesota Wild. And we'll look at a couple of guys on the roster right now who could potentially be dealt as well as a flurry of trades by the Columbus Blue Jackets. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, joined as we are every Monday by Alex Micheletti. And uh, Alex, cup final going on right now, but uh, the trade winds have picked up thanks to the Columbus Blue Jackets going for it and not really, not really wanting to stick to the rebuild plan. And so they, uh, they've really kicked off the trade season, which... Should be a busy one here over the next couple of months. Yeah, it's it seems like you know now now that we know that the cap isn't going up a whole lot, it seems like uh, the trade route is is more of the way that teams want to go. And with the with the free agent class this summer, it's not that great either. Um, and so you're you're looking at you know a lot of teams like the Winnipeg Jets that have veterans that don't want to be in a rebuild. And so they are asking their agents to request trades. And so that's another team that is going to be extremely active. And hopefully we see a lot of movement uh, during the draft too, which always makes it more fun. Yeah, absolutely. And let's start with the Winnipeg Jets because uh, they have two pretty prominent names that uh, have made it very publicly known that they're not really interested in signing long-term extensions. Pierre-Luc Dubois, the first, um, he's not even amenable to a bridge deal with the Winnipeg Jets. And so deciding, hey, let's uh, let's get the heck out of here before the uh, before they start throwing uh, throwing deck chairs overboard. Um, and Connor Hellebuck, another guy who said, no, I don't think we're going to do an extension here. So Winnipeg's going to be very busy, but... As we heard um, from Jeff Merrick on the 32 Thoughts podcast, dropped this nugget. I think Pierre-Luc Dubois would play on the New York Rangers and the Minnesota Wild. I, let's, let's just get right out there, right in front of this. I don't know that there is a way to make this work, but it's intriguing 
because you don't just throw that out there for no reason. Yeah, 100%. And he would be the absolute perfect fit for this wild team, too. You know, he plays with bite. Um, he's the guy, type of player that I think Bill Guerin would love to have on this wild team, too. And and he's, he has so much skill, can win face-offs, you know, plays, like I said, hard, physical, and, and can score and, and, and set up. And, you know, he complements. Kirill, uh, Kirill Kaprizov so well and so yeah you don't just throw that out there for sure uh, to make it work um, you'd have to move one of the big ticket guys on this team so uh, yeah, you're, you're looking right at that decor where a lot of the money is made and so you might have to move one of those guys and so you know that that's the issue too with, with the Wild is you know those defensemen Brodeen, Spurgeon they can win and they can help you get your team to the playoffs but in the playoffs, what, you know, what keeps happening, they keep losing right away. And so, you know, that's <laughs> that, I think if you were to try to get a number one center now in a, in a trade scenario this summer, you're going to, you would have to move Brodeen or Spurgeon yeah. um, and they can bring a ton back just because they're, you know, they're great, uh, great, you know, great regular season defensemen for whatever reason in the postseason, you know, um, you know, there's been some struggles with this organization, but that doesn't mean there there would be elsewhere. So uh, it, it's definitely intriguing, though, because, like I said, he's a heck of a player. He would fit tremendously here. It would solve the problem for the next decade. And so I'd, I'd be all in for a guy like him. Yeah, because let's let's throw it out there, too. He is uh, he was 24 this past season, a season in which he scored 27 goals. He had 63 points. He plays on the power play. He had 11 power play goals this past season. He had 23 power play points. Shot 13.2% for the season on 200 shots. Plays, you know, 18 and a half minutes per game. Just under 49% in the faceoff circle. And when he's really rolling, he is a guy that can give you, you know, over 100 hits right around 50 blocks a season. So he's very physical. He racks up some penalty minutes, but let's be honest, who doesn't on this team? So the only thing that I think is the major roadblock here, because this is where you get into, you have that prospect pool that is ranked as the best in the NHL. This is where you either have those guys play roles on this team or you deal some assets to help acquire. Because as we've talked about on this show a lot, you don't just find a number one center laying around. They typically do not get to free agency. So you either have to draft one, which means being bad enough to draft in the top five and get one of those guys, or you have to trade for one. And so if the Wild are going to be drafting in the mid-20s and are not going to do what needs to be done, and let's, let's be clear, too. It's not as simple as just flipping a switch and saying, all right, we're going to be really, really bad for two years and then flipping it back on. Like, look at what's happened with Anaheim. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, look at what's happened with Anaheim. Look at what's happened with Chicago. Is A lot of times you say, all right, we're going to do this for two years, it ends up being five, six, seven, eight. And so if the Wild are not going to go down that road, 
trade is the only option for them to acquire somebody that fits the bill as a number one center. Yeah, a hundred percent. And with the prospect pool where it is too, um, you can't afford to, you know, trade some of these guys because like, like we all know too, there's not going to be room for you know, all of them. Uh, you know, the, the, that decor is, is starting the prospect pool is starting to really fill up. And so, you know, that you can only keep six or seven defensemen. <laughs> and so, you know, at some point they're going to have to trade some of these guys too. And so whatever it can do to help get it, get a, you know, another top end center, uh, I'm all for it. And, and I know wild fans are too. And it's just, I don't, I, I don't think this franchise could ever end up doing what Chicago and Anaheim are doing. I, I just, I, I don't think fans, you know, it would, it, you know, cause this is such a smart friend, you know, fan base you know mm-hmm. they know the game of hockey and so i just don't think they they would put up with it you know you'd see empty building and they would it would not be good you know the radio calls and our podcast comments and everything <laughs> it, pitchforks would be out it would, yeah. it would not be good and so then you're you're left down the trade route and i mean it's it's an out-of-the-box thought mm-hmm. but i don't think it should be dismissed because like we said, 25 years old could definitely fill that spot. The thing that is worrisome is what his potential contract could look like. Right. There have been some rumors that he could be approaching $9 million a season, which, again, for a 25-year-old, that's, that's, not, that's not that bad. It's just you have to figure out a way to make all that money work, too, in addition to uh, – making the trade and sending some players. So it's interesting, but again, if you're going to cross free agency off, if you're going to cross drafting high off the list, if you're going to ever get a number one guy, you're going to have to go the trade route. In, you know, situations like this, Pierre, Luke, the boss, you know, they don't come around a whole lot to where this guy does not want to resign with his team and, is clearly wanting a demand this summer. And so uh, you at least reach out to Winnipeg and see what it would take mm-hmm. and then, and then figure it out from there, you know, get, make the trade and then you can make, you can make the moves. And uh, a guy like Bill Guerin, uh, we, we see time and time again, he's not afraid to, you know, to change things up and, and loyalty, you know, it's thrown out the, you know, you know, even if you've been here a long, long time, look at, the Parisi suitor buyouts. And so uh, he's all about making the team better no matter what. And so you at least give, give them a call and then see what it would take. Yeah. A hundred percent. This is, this is similar to the Jack Eichel situation mm-hmm. and the wild were heavily linked to Eichel there ended up not pulling the trigger on the deal. And so maybe this time they do. Uh, go in on Dubois. We'll just we'll just have to wait and see. And for Winnipeg, good luck because oh. you're gonna have Hellebuck leaving. You're gonna have Dubois leaving. Do you throw Mark probably, Sh- Mark Shifley Mark in there? Shifley. Yeah, and 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 you know Blake Wheeler's not happy because oh my goodness that 
that post-game press conference, you know he was calling out Blake Wheeler. He didn't say his name, but uh, that was that was an interesting choice by our our mem god coach. In, Rick in Bonus. There. Rick <laughs> Bonus, his, his face, and him with Dean this past season. We'll, we'll never forget it. That was... Quite the moment for yeah. sure, and yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a changing, big time changes coming in in Winnipeg this summer. Yeah, and it's interesting because you talk about a Winnipeg team that was good enough to get to the postseason, and now is probably beginning a teardown. And you have a, another team that uh, the Wild are very familiar with that did not make the postseason, but maybe is trending in a better direction. And so we'll take a look at a, uh, another trendy trade rumor, that being Mr. Brock Besser, and see if there is anything still there as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. Today's episode is brought to you by a product I use every single day of the week that, of course, is AG1 by Athletic Greens. Maybe you're just like me. You want to get healthy and eat well, but it's always easier said than done. That's no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 in a glass of water each day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It can be hard and expensive to keep track of different supplements and vitamins. Not to mention how hard it can be on your stomach. AG1 costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, we have a lot coming up for you here this week. We'll continue our player evals as we move through uh, the third line to the fourth line. And uh, we will also be looking at uh, a couple of other big picture topics as well, plus working on a crossover uh, as well throughout uh, the later part of the week. So a lot to stay tuned to here on Locked on Wild. We continue our trade chat with Alex Micheletti. Alex Brock Besser was linked to the Minnesota Wild a lot during the season because the Vancouver Canucks sprung a leak Bruce Boudreaux was uh, was allowed to walk the plank in a very public manner that still irks me to this day. But then you have Rick Tockett, who comes in, and by all accounts, seemed to right the ship a little bit. He was able to uh, to get the team just kind of in going in a better direction. But obviously with Besser uh, being from Minnesota, there are always going to be those links. However... The Marcus Johansson trade and subsequent extension signing has probably put those trade rumors to rest, right? 
Yeah, 100%. You know, it, it's tough. You, uh, when, you know, your agent is is calling Bill Guerin uh, and trying to get him here. You know, it's not just the agent trying to do that. You know, you know, Brock would love to be back here. <laughs> and, and, you know, everything that he's been through with his, with his father passing and just being back home, you know, he still has a place here. And so, uh, you know, you, you know, I, I think, you know, that's always going to be the draw for him to, you know, hopefully one day, you know, be with the wild, but, you know, with, with Johansson, that, that money is what would, you know, what would be for Brock and the way that, yeah, the way that Marcus played uh, down the stretch, um, you know, he, he, he looked really great, you yeah. know? And so, um, you know, I, it was worth it. You know, they had to just, they had to pick between him and Nyquist and they went with Johansson. Uh, you know, they, they think that that chemistry is going to continue with Boldy and, you know, <laughs> they better hope it does. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, when they invested him, you know, in that type of money that he got. And so, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, if he can continue that type of play, you know, he's a streaky type of player. And so hopefully he can, you know, Keep it, uh, keep it going. Well, and the fascinating thing with Besser was you look yep. at the two teams that were most active in the trade market for him. It was the Wild and it was Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And you saw both teams go alternate routes. Uh, you, the Penguins ended up getting Mikhail Granlin and that did that not made no sense. That did that, not that probably, work at that's all. That's what got yeah. That's what got Hextall fired <laughs> because it just it made no sense. Yeah, it, it was just a, it was a strange decision by Pittsburgh to go that route, and you saw the Wilds get Johansson, and he looked really good, and it led to Besser kind of walking his desire to be traded back. And so I wonder if the fact that he has been a little more vocal about his desire to stay in Vancouver for now, if he did want to just kind of see how things went with Tockett and – if he decides, hey, this is a spot that I want to stay, or if he just didn't want to go through all that headache of being traded and is somebody who is more than likely to walk uh, once he hits free agency. Yeah, 100%. And I, I think Rick Tockett did a really good job. Watch, you know, When Wild played that team late in the season, uh, they they looked so much better uh, when, mm-hmm. in Tockett's system. And you look at a guy like Elias Pettersson, he's he's ready to be superstar level the way he played down the stretch. Um, so, you know, I think, you know, Brock would love to play with him and uh, we'll see if they, if they do that, um, you know, next season. And uh, Kuzmenko, that Russian, he is incredible too. <laughs> These Russians, when they, when they get going, it's, they're, they're so, so fun to watch. The skill is, is absolutely incredible. And he's just, I think he's just as good as Kaprizov, and so they definitely have a good one on on their hand, and they have a good goalie in Demko, and so yeah, we'll see if you know Brock, you know, you know if he can, if he can have a huge season, you know that that you know if he can get you know 60, 70 points, that that's going to set him up for another big payday. Yeah, and if if he is able to put on a really strong showing this season for Vancouver. And if the Canucks, as we probably expect, are not in a postseason push at the deadline, that would be the opportunity for them to really maximize what they get for him 
Um, and it could work out the same way that we anticipate things are going to work out with, say, Patrick Kane, where you just end up going back once the season is over. So it's basically like you just you take a vacation for like two months and then you just go right back to where you were. Yeah, you know, it's it, there's nothing wrong with that too. It doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't wreck your legacy with the with the team too. Or you know, no one's no one's gonna care if you if you do that. You, we see it all the time in sports. It's where, you know, it's where you're comfortable. But you know, you try to try to win a ring with another team, and if it doesn't work out, hey, at least you tried, and you 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 don't uh, yeah. look back and say, shoot, uh, you know. I, I should have done that, you know, so it's, it's worth, it's always worth the chance to, to, to get that Stanley cup ring because it doesn't, doesn't come too often. So, right. You don't get just, you don't end up going there every year. So right. maximize that opportunity and then just, yeah, just go back. Once the season's done, I would say based off of the two situations here, I'd probably go in terms of likelihood. And I'm not saying either of these situations are likely, but I would put, an acquisition of Pierre-Luc Dubois above Brock Besser at this point. I just think that... I would too. Yeah. I I just don't see as much of a fit for Besser anymore as we did, like, at this same time last year. Yeah, and, well, we can look at this past trade deadline. No one ever thought John Klingberg was going to end up with the Wild. And then Bill... Gets gets Klingberg at the last second mm-hmm. at the trade deadline, and it was only because Verbeek called him back, and after <laughs> after he said he wasn't going to trade Klingberg, and then decided to do it. Um, and it, you know, Bill kind of bullied him into into making that trade, and you know, it uh, you know it didn't it didn't work out in the end, uh, but um, it was worth a shot. Yeah, um, because. They had lost all faith in Kalen Addison. There was no way they were going to ever play him in the playoffs. And so you try to, you know, get a veteran that uh, um, has put up a lot of points uh, in in this league and in, in postseason play. And it just, for whatever reason, it didn't, uh, you know, didn't work. You know, I, th- you know, I, I wouldn't call it a failure, but uh, it just, you know, when it came time in the, in the playoffs, uh, didn't do enough. Yeah, it didn't have the intended effect. Right. He ended up impacting more of the five-on-five scoring than he mm-hmm. did the power play, and the power play was the reason that Klingberg was brought in. Right. So that's, that's kind of how that went. Um, to finish the show today, we've got a few names who have been linked to potential trade opportunities, and so we're going to rank them as to which is most likely be, to be dealt this offseason. We'll discuss all that as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. 
eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Every dayers tune in for the defensemen on the third pairing. That's going to be an adventure in player evals this week. Plus, uh, we'll be checking in with some of our regular contributors as well throughout the week here also. So uh, a busy one for you as we uh, move closer to the NHL draft. Final portion of our chat with Alex Micheletti today. And uh, Alex, let's talk about guys like Alex Goligoski, Kalen Addison, Brandon Duhame now on this list potentially. And it sounds like Bill Guerin has met with Goligoski, kind of to see where he's at, where things go from here. Haven't had any official word yet as to whether or not he's waived his no movement clause, but it would seem like it would seem like he is going to, wouldn't it? You don't want to go through another season of being the seventh defenseman for like eighty percent of the games. Yeah, then uh, the interesting with him, uh, you know, if, if he does decide to wait, it is finding an actual team that will want to take on the the thirty seven year old. Um, you know that. You know, but uh, there are teams out there that just love uh, love to take on money and maybe a trip back to the desert for for Alex uh, in in the Arizona Coyotes. Maybe he'd be willing to do that just for for playing time, even though it's not an ideal situation uh, down there. Columbus, I mean, Columbus. they're they're just overhauling their D pairings An- completely. Anaheim, they need a you know veteran defense, you know, uh, with all those young guys. Um, you know that that's definitely could be a team that you could call. Maybe Buffalo. It's. You know, a lot of these teams have young defensemen that, you know, they could could use a veteran uh, to help them. Do we think it's likely, is it even possible that we see the Wilds trade not only Goligoski, but Merrill and Kalen Addison as well? Or is that pulling too much of that lower level depth off the table? I think it would be ideal, you know, because then you could get in a guy like Luke Shen that we've talked about. Um, that would be such a good fit for this team. Uh, yeah. You know, a heavy physical guy uh, that uh, could really help them in in the playoffs. Because uh, time and time again, we see the defensemen just get just beat up physically, and uh, you know, sometimes it's not always you know just that they're small. It's just that they just get beat up, and so. Yeah. Um, it would be nice to have a guy like that. He'd be a perfect fit. He's been in deep playoff runs. And so um, it'd be nice to to move some of those guys out and, um, you know, then prepare for the Damon Hunts, the Jack Pert, Pertz of the, of the world, you know, not for this season, but uh, give them another year and they, they'd be ready to, you know, to fight for a, for a roster spot for sure. Yeah, and if those guys are in Iowa, then you have the potential to see them on limited basis on limited basis plural. Um you you have an opportunity to see them on a limited basis. There we go. Uh in injury situations or if you just end up being like no, we don't want to see uh we don't want to see this guy for 60 games this year again. Um, 
So I, I think freeing up that type of money would be advantageous, like you. Where I draw the line is what was reported by Joe Smith in one of his latest mailbag um, articles for The Athletic is that um, if things potentially go awry, and this actually uh, was more of an at-large athletic article looking at potential trade targets for teams. If negotiations with Brandon Duhame go awry, he could be added to the list of players traded as well, which I'm not super thrilled about. Yeah, it'd be it'd be tough to lose an energy a guy like that. I um, mean, he's he's been an important part of this team. You know, you would you would hope that his agent uh, <laughs> they can figure something out and and not uh, you know overvalue Brandon Duhame because we know what he is. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know he what he scored under ten goals or was it right around there? He or? had nine, I believe. Nine. So. You know, it's uh, hey, if you can get more than more than two million, go go do it. You know, you know, there's 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 plenty of guys in this league that would would take the, the money that uh, that the Wild are offering. And so, as much as it you know would hurt, uh, you know, to to trade them, the Wild can can find a guy like you know like him to you know um, to replace. Um, and so. Uh, you know, yeah, Connor Dewar, you know, he'd, he'd take the money. Um, right. And so he's already done it. Um, so, you know, I think, uh, I think his agent will come to his senses, hopefully. <laughs> I think he'll, I think he'll stay with his two best buds here in Connor Dewar and Mason Shaw. Shaw will, um, at, at some point this off season be extended a, a contract so that he can continue to rehab here. And, uh, and see if he's able to make it back from uh, another ACL surgery, which we're, we're all hoping 100% that he does. And so I think that will be a factor in Duhame staying. And so you have those three defensemen as your most likely targets to be moved. And whether they do, whether they don't, uh, that's Bill Guerin's quest to fill out uh, as this offseason goes along because – I think you and I are both of the same mindset that there's going to be something done. You just get the feeling that there's going to be something done to go at this thing a little differently uh, for this coming season, whether that be freeing up a big chunk of money or just kind of swapping out some pieces to uh, to try to just just go at it a little different way. It does feel like, they're not just going to go into next season and say, exact same roster, here we go. Yeah, I, I think Bill Guerin is done with the run-it-back scheme. He's the, the anti-Timberwolves. The Timberwolves seem to to look like they are just going to run it back with everybody, and it uh, that was a nightmare. Uh, I, I just I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think Bill Guerin, just from the interviews that we've we've seen him with on K-Fan and just other out, outlets, um, it doesn't seem like he wants to run it, run it back. And yeah. So it seems, seems like there's going to be some moves. We know Matt Dumba's clearly not going to be back, and so that is going to be tough because he was the heart and soul of that decor. And so they're going to have to hope, uh, hope Brock Faber can can replace him in that top four. Uh, you know, if not, uh, you know, find 
another defenseman like a Luke Shen, uh, like we talked about, um, and then have Brock stay on that third pairing and in sheltered minutes um, and let him continue, you know, to grow as a, you know, NHL rookie uh, defenseman and um, figure out what you're going to do with the, uh, you know, some of these veteran uh, forwards too. And, you know, see if, uh, you know, if teams could start calling on Marcus Fleno or reach out to other teams about him. And so, yeah, they just, they just can't run it back. You know, they're no. going to have to continue to, um, you know, not, it's not a rebuild. It's just kind of just a, you know, reboot, uh, you know, re, you know, slide in guys and then in and out and, um, and let some of these young guys that are on entry level contracts, um, you know, finally get a, a hundred percent chance in the NHL and Adam Beckman. I really hope um, he gets, gets that chance because every time he, he comes up here, <laughs> it seems like he's doing something positive. And right. So he, he deserves a chance. He's, he's been through, he's been through this time in Iowa. And so it's, it's time to give him a chance. Yep. Get him up here. Um, let us know in the comments, if you are in or out on Pierre-Luc Dubois, where do you stand on the potential to bring in Dubois, I it, it, it's it's gonna it's worth monitoring uh, to see if the Wilds are actually serious about trying to upgrade that one C spot because it feels like it's been an issue for a while. So uh, maybe this is the one that they do. We'll see, but uh, we will keep an eye on all of that and more as we further navigate through the off season. That will do it for today's episode of Locked On Wild. So, whether this is your first time listening to the show, or you are an everydayer that tunes in each and every day of the week, make sure that you take the time to subscribe on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcast platforms so that you don't miss out on any new wild content throughout the rest of the off-season and beyond. You can find all new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.